0: Started uh not recording anymore, so now I restarted my recording. Oh God, I don't know what happened on the podcast. Oh, why did it stop? Why did it stop? Okay, well, damn it. Oh, okay, um, well, I hit new episode. Hopefully, my old episode was still there, and now I'm recording again on the podcast. Which again, you could go on anchor.fm and check it out. And afterwards, when I am done with this Facebook Live, I will go ahead and upload the cont- the content of this Facebook Live episode to my anchor.fm Richard Rance episode as I continue to learn about these different uh Platforms that I'm using, and I'm trying to use both simultaneously at the moment. So, to go back to how we fought the Ebola epidemic during the Obama administration, President Obama sent the US military to help in the Congo to fight the Ebola epidemic. And as a result, partly of that, the World Health Organization also contributed to that effort. And as a result of those efforts, we were able to stem the epidemic at its source. So it does not do any good to say this is a foreign virus and it's happening somewhere else. Our world is connected these days. Our world is very closely connected. And an epidemic, as we are now learning, uh, much to our horror and dismay, if we didn't already know it, Once an epidemic starts somewhere in the world and becomes a large enough attack and phenomenon, it will spread all over the world, and it will spread here, and it will spread to Europe. Now, as it stands now, the number of cases in Africa in the hotter regions in South America are still much lower than the number of cases in cooler areas. I'll point out that this time of year, China is cool. South Korea is cool. Most of the United States is cool. Now, the SARS virus, for instance, did go away in the heat. And it pretty much didn't come back, which is amazing. And hopefully that'll happen with this virus. I'm not trying to lay out any false hope. I'm not trying to echo our idiot of a president and say it's all gonna go away in the summer. I'm just saying, It may be a possibility, and the scientific community, as far as I have been able to ascertain thus far, has said that that is a possibility, and there have been some studies that have come out from reputable scientists, and I'm not talking about clickbait, conspiracy theory websites, because, hey, I don't believe them, all right? I go to peer-reviewed science, and if a clickbait conspiracy theory website contests peer-reviewed science, I'm not really going to believe them, all right? And they're going to say, well, the CDC is lying. Don't believe the CDC? Go to the World Health Organization. Uh, They're lying, too. There I'm saying, "Mm, I really kind of doubt it. Uh, because they are an organization that is made up of members from all different countries. And many of them are responsible and are concerned with making sure that we maintain the best possible defense against public health threats. But if some people say, "Ah, I don't believe the World Health Organization either. Like I said, pick whichever national health organization and, yes, I'm saying national health organization. Okay, if you don't like national health organizations, I don't see why. Because, honestly, most countries do want their populations to be healthy. All right? Now, if you want to go even further than that and say there's some kind of conspiracy where nations are trying to kill their own populations, I'm going to seriously doubt that. Seriously. You know, tell me why, because I have yet to hear hear a good explanation for why they want to kill their own population. All right, I'm open. I'm open to, uh, you got a good explanation? Let me know, because I'm open to hear it. I'm going to be extremely skeptical. But to get back on whichever sidetrack I was already talking about. And I do hope that uh, my podcast recorded the first part, but that's another sidetrack. Go to whichever one you you trust that is peer-reviewed and that actually has members that represent a majority of the peer-reviewed, respected scientific community. Because if you don't believe in science, then I don't know what to say to you. Then... I I mean it just doesn't make sense. Um, We use science every single moment of our day. We're using science right now to talk on the internet. You don't believe science works? How are we talking on the internet right now? And Alright, I'm getting a call from Nick Fell from Galaxy Chamber. Let's take that call. Hello Nick. guess we're gonna be aligned line probably for 45 minutes to an hour so just checking back in you're you're going till six o'clock we are going till six o'clock yes uh okay, normally great. yeah so great, great, great. yeah and I, again i want to um, you know i'm sure you've mentioned extrapolate on the stuff we talked about earlier I, well i went on a whole bunch of of uh sidelines i really went off on how best to fight a pandemic and how we fought pandemics in the past and so I, I actually got sidetracked and didn't talk that much about it. I talked a little bit about it. Go ahead and add whatever you can add. Oh, well, I was going to say it's interesting to check back about 100 years to the Spanish flu. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, definitely. Another interesting side note by, is uh By the way, let me just let me just throw in uh, a little sure. statistic. The Spanish flu which killed 50 million people worldwide, which is a hell of a lot. Um for the Spanish flu, and this was in 1918, so we didn't have the same technology. However, they did fight. Well, but but that's a that's an antibiotic. It doesn't kill viruses anyway. Yeah, the difference between and bacteria, right? Yeah, but the at the time they did, however, wind up using the social distancing tactics. These are old tactics. They wound up using those, and that did cut cut it. But in the end. The Spanish flu of 1918, which killed 50 million people worldwide, infected 28 percent of the U.S. population and had a 2.5 percent mortality rate. So once again, this was previous to this was the worst epidemic we ever had in the United States. And 28 percent, which is really high. Okay, I'm not saying that's not high, but 28 percent were infected. So once again. Where are people getting these numbers, like, 50%? All right, go ahead, Nick. Oh, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Uh, Also, on a funny note, uh, in the uh, Catholic tradition, um, you know how there are saints, like when uh, the Council of Nicaea, when they kind of dummied everything down and put everything in the patriarchal religion, they had a bunch of saints. Like, even though there's one God, there's still a bunch of saints. Well, it's an interesting, funny kind of note the patron saint of pandemics is Saint Corona. Is yeah, the, you mentioned that. That's is a, a trip. trip. To, said, that is a the trip. Point. Saint Corona is the pan, Corona. is the patron saint of pandemics. Right, right, right. Wow. So, um, right on. So, yeah, did you mention the? You mentioned already again the news you got today about. Uh, We think the curve might be going a little bit in the right direction here in the Bay Area. Here in the the Bay Bay Area. It looks like we've flattened out the curve because we are taking the right steps in social distancing and isolating ourselves. Right. Isolation. (laughs) Yeah, beautiful reference there. Um, So, yeah, great. And then I'm sure you mentioned the, uh, I think it's been going on for six days now, the trillion dollar bailouts that each of the two major banks is getting. Yeah, but I looked it up and it is not a trillion a day. It is one point five trillion has been proposed, but it hasn't even been passed yet. That's that's the the news that I looked at. So one point five trillion proposed, but not passed. So it actually even though it's not officially I heard it it probably will be passed, but we'll see. Maybe you know it won't be. So we'll see. But also it's not a trillion a day, it's one point five trillion total is the highest number that I saw. But again, Every time we bring up Medicare for all or we bring up free college for everyone, uh, which are extremely reasonable proposals that have been brought forward by Bernie Sanders and others, the first thing these centrists say, and the Republicans too, of course, but they're, you know, we know they're just a party of the rich and who don't give a damn about anybody else. But the centrists will say, but how are you going to pay for that? and even Joe Biden is saying that and Klobuchar and those other centrist uh, Democrats were how are you going to pay for that they whine but as soon as there's an economic problem oh we got a trillion for you right here no problem right we can throw a trillion or how about the annual defense budget is trillions of dollars a year oh well we found that money how about 15 trillion dollars for the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq and Internal tax audits, too. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no problem finding that money. So, they can shut the hell up about where the hell to find the money. We got the money for that, bastards. And then, uh, remember, remember uh, Biden also, he was a member of the Council of Foreign Relations, although, you know, it would be obviously better to have him in than the guy now. Obviously better than Trump. Plus, because of the pressure from everyone. Already, as of Bernie Sanders' last campaign, he put so much influence with the movement because it's not him, it's us, right? He's leading us, but it's as, as he says, not me, us, put so much pressure on the Democrats that their platform reflects a lot of the proposals that Bernie Sanders and his movement put forward, and even more so now. And if you look at Joe Biden's platform, it reflects a lot of it now, too. Right, and I have a bit of good news for Bernie Sanders. You probably heard about this. The Democrat abroad vote—he took over Biden. You know all the Democrats who used to live here in America or other places who still vote, but that usually goes to the more liberal Democrats. So that's good that uh, uh, Sanders got that. that Well, I mean, he's won a couple of states. He's won a few states, and he's actually not mathematically out of the running as far as. Getting the necessary number of um, state delegates to win outright, the right. you know, and several state primaries have been delayed, and also oh, yeah, there are I challenges. Was, was, yeah. There are challenges right now happening to a couple of the counts on the states that already did happen, and right, right. I mean there may be recounts. Who knows? They may have to redo the the primaries on those states, I'm and right. mean, yeah. meanwhile this pandemic is growing and growing. It still hasn't reached its peak here in the US. Hopefully it's reached its peak here in California because we're taking necessary measures. But the rest of the country, that has not happened. And we have not reached the peak. So this is getting worse and worse. And as it gets worse, people listen more and more to what Bernie Sanders has been saying all along, because those are the measures that are necessary for the public health want to say that uh, keep doing what we're doing here yeah uh, things seem like they're going and they and it's cool you know no one's perfect but for the most part uh, the over like the general over populace here has been pretty mellow uh, informed somewhat aware and not too scared um, and that that's more for a lot of the regular people I'm running into on the streets a lot of our subcultural friends in the Gaussian who are on the internet a lot? They, uh, I have a advice for them. Uh, find out every day the latest update of the news. And then you know what? Turn off your computer for a while and walk your dog or read a book. Well, a, also, you know. also, I would say, like, don't just look at the crazy conspiracy websites. Okay, try uh, to yeah. try to look at some reputable news sites. And if you don't believe the American media, by the way, most you know a lot of the news. So, oh yeah, I don't believe everything that comes out in the New York Times, but it is fact-checked for the most part. Now it's biased. Right. There's no doubt it's biased, but actually, it is a better news source than Breitbart or Infowars, right? Um, is Gotta say, still even going on anymore? yeah. Are unfortunately, going it's on? unfortunately it's still going on, and yeah. you know they're just spewing a bunch of bull, right? And they've yeah. got they've got a a a underlying. And a lot of these sites do. They just have an underlying motive where they actually just want to make a profit. And therefore, they put out the most outrageous thing that they can because it's clickbait. And we all know that the more outrageous something is, the more it spreads on the Internet, unfortunately. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, just keep, you know, yeah, just like everyone keep their heads and yeah. realize uh that, you know, things are exponentially seem like they're moving in the right direction here. Here, and, uh, here in California. Here. So, yeah. yeah, and particularly yeah. in the Bay Area. We're doing you the know, right my thing. Um, cousin is a retired man was gearing all up to drive the boat for Sanders, and it got canceled. And I, got, I don't know if it's it, going to be uh, rescheduled or the primary in Ohio. Yeah. And, you know, that was about, what, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be rescheduled. Of course yeah. it'll be rescheduled. Good. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, they're a lot of people are saying, "Oh my God, will will a state of will you know will Trump declare a state of emergency and cancel the elections?" That is highly unlikely. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. because yeah. the fact is, as much as he would want to be a dictator, he is not a dictator, and there's something oh. called Congress <laughs> that's still there. And not only that, but the majority in the House is Democrat, which is which is the best thing, the closest thing we have to an opposition party. Well, it seems uh, good at this point that the stimulus bill got passed early today. and uh, It looks that way. Now, I, I went over to uh, BernieSanders.com, and I would say if you want some of the most trustworthy, best information from someone who is right all along, go to BernieSanders.com. Right. He has a coronavirus legislative update today. That, right. that he just put out today and i'm not going to hit play on it because i think that's what caused my uh cool. eight, no, eight, wait, eight, I'm gonna, yeah i'm gonna have to get going okay though. man i just wanted to say again i wanted to bring up if you haven't talked more about the uh the drop in oil drop okay. in oil prices i did a little okay. bit okay we we'll to talk more it again because this is un- unprecedented in the world's history as far as an energy source Goes dropping yeah. this much in this Amazing. short of time. Oil prices have dropped sixty-seven percent in the last twelve weeks, and um, it's a, it's a crazy. Uh, the Saudis and the Russians got into it, and yeah, yeah. And kind of a, uh, you know, the whole hold that we're getting a positive byproduct of it. If you own a car here, uh, <laughs> it cost forty bucks to fill up two weeks ago. Now it's $48.50. 2750 to fill up. If here, it, if hopefully, hopefully, as time goes on, it'll get us. I mean, there's still a ton of oil left, uh, but it could get us maybe thinking of going to more alternative energy sources. Yes, yeah, because we're going to have maybe. to do that as time goes on to survive right. here. Right. Also, is which we know. Saying that if this other thing wasn't going on and they weren't kind of skilling people so much with this, and I mean, there's legitimate uh, concerns too of people doing the social distancing, but I think yeah. it, there's a little bit of a scary thing. You'd be hearing about this. Don't one. panic. Don't panic. Don't exactly. panic. Exactly. Follow the rules. We're doing it right. Just keep doing it. No need to panic. Exactly. You know. And, Stay in the moment. Take a deep breath. And, uh, but yeah, you'd be hearing this would be world headline news uh, yeah. but it's, it's kind of on the back burner. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on. There is. So just keep an eye on that too. Yeah. And, uh, but job Richard. That's awesome. Thanks, Nick. Uh, we're you're staying up uh, we'll, we'll be, be up second to fourth Wednesday of each month at five o'clock. I'm keep doing it. Indeed. Alright man, peace out. Alright, peace job. out, bro. And uh, I still haven't given up on the May 28th church show. Um, fear is the enemy, love is the answer. Yeah, thank you, Crystal. Fear is the enemy, love is the answer, says Crystal Chambers of Galaxy oh, Chamber. Love you, Richard. Love you too, Crystal. Thank okay. you. much love. Okay. Much love, all y'all. All right, peace and love. Have a great rest of the show, thank you. Thank you, peace out. Here we go, the line's starting to move faster, rainbow now. All right, good, line the rainbow, right on. They say Wuhan, I say Wuhan. Anyway, go ahead. All right, man. Love you, bro. <laughs> Love you. peace out. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Nick Fell from Galaxy Chamber, who's uh, normally my regular uh, guest here on the Richard Rants show in the studio, and he didn't make it to this home edition of Richard Rants, but he did call in. Hopefully, all of you could hear the audio from um, Nick Fell, and I have been simultaneously recording this episode on Anchor podcasts. And he wanted to bring up now another couple of things that I will bring up is that. Uh, the guest, Dean Preston, and we I mentioned Dean Preston earlier, who is the amazing progressive and he is a uh, Democratic Socialist from District 5 of San Francisco, whom we just elected and who defeated one of the uh, former cronies of our current Mayor London Breed. And despite the fact that Mayor London Breed is beholden to big money and is not as progressive as we would like her to be. We would like to say that she was on top of it as far as the response to the coronavirus and was one of the first cities in the country to initiate social distancing. So kudos to Mayor London Breed. And shortly after she initiated it here in the Bay Area, Governor Gavin Newsom, who is also a former mayor of San Francisco, who also was beholden to big money and comes down a line from Mayor Willie Brown of basically corrupt members of San Francisco politics, but who by national standards are very, very progressive. And at this point, I am glad that I live in a progressive city. Though it is corrupt, it is not as corrupt as most. And though it is not as progressive as I want it to be, it is more progressive than most. But Dean Preston has initiated a fund, and. This fund is to house homeless people. I also got a question earlier from one of my listeners about whether how homeless people are going to be tested. And I could not give a good answer, but there is a group here on Facebook called the St. Francis Homelessness, Homelessness Francis Homelessness Challenge, St. Francis Homelessness Challenge. It's a tongue twister that is trying to take care of the homeless people in San Francisco. And Dean Preston's fund is to house the homeless and he put his money where his mouth is and donated $10,000 of his own money to help house the homeless in San Francisco. This is the type of thing that people can do. People who actually do have some money on hand, this would be a good time to put some of it to use to help our fellow inhabitants of this place. And I don't use the word citizens because everyone here deserves to have health care and not just American citizens. But not only do they deserve to have health care, if you want to be just practical about it, Everyone has to have health care available and health services available in order to protect the general public. Because if there are people who cannot go to the doctor, who cannot get tested, then those people will be out in public spreading the virus. It just follows logically. If those people are afraid to come in and get testing, then they won't get tested. And they will continue to spread the virus, not because they want to, but because there are no tools offered to them to give them the treatment that they need. And this is why we need Medicare for All, and we need Medicare for All to apply to everyone, and not just for the COVID virus. And a lot of other conditions can arise from this virus. For instance, the stress, the extreme stress that many people go through dealing with the virus can cause other conditions to arise. Also, the number of hospital beds and the amount of emergency treatment available is a finite amount. But, not only is it already finite, but it's reduced even more because our healthcare system is fragmented It is not run from a central point like national healthcare systems in more civilized countries in the world, such as in Europe and Canada. And therefore, all we have is a spread out group of money-making, profit-oriented health providers. And those profit-oriented health providers look as empty beds as profit losses, as losses for them. They are centers where they are not making a profit. And so they try to cut the number of beds available. Well, what that does is what comes about when there is an extreme emergency and we need more hospital beds, they're not there. Because all this time, they reduced their staff, their beds, etc., to a bare minimum because they cut costs in order to increase profits. So, a national healthcare system can take this into account. By the way, for those of you who didn't already know, President Obama, who when asked would say that his greatest fear was a global pandemic because he saw what happened when the um, swine flu epidemic happened and when the Ebola epidemic happened and he recognized the risks. He started an epidemic response team in his cabinet. Well, of course, the idiot, narcissist Trump, who just has to undo everything Obama did just because Obama did it, got rid of that office. And therefore, we don't have that preparedness. There used to be a dedicated office that would constantly, even when we didn't have a pandemic, be focused on what to do if if one occurs and to try to be ready for it. Well, that's gone. But if we had Medicare for All, if we had a national health service like they do in civilized countries, then that health service could be prepared for this eventuality. Once again, the ideas of Bernie Sanders turn out to be the best ideas for the people, for us. So as we wind down here, as we approach six o'clock, this has been the first Richard Rance live from home during this virus. And it is also the first Richard Rance that I've simultaneously recorded on Anchor Podcasts. And if you go, please do go to anchor.fm, find the Richard Rance Show and subscribe, listen, subscribe, because that will help me to establish this show as a podcast as well, which I intend to do, and I may do it more often than twice a month, but currently it is the second and fourth Wednesday of each month at 5 o'clock, which has been the time for this podcast for several years, and for several years before that, it was at 6 o'clock. And this is on public access television, San Francisco public access television, which also streams if you type in SF, like San Francisco city, SFC.tv, SFC, like San Francisco city.tv in your browser, you can watch it online. However, currently it is not there because these studios are closed. But thank you, those of you who listened, thank you and please contribute. I'll be back the second and fourth Wednesday of each month at five o'clock. Who knows? I may start doing it every Wednesday if demand is demanded. And I'm also currently recording it as a podcast on Anchor Podcasts. And now I will play my going out music and bid you farewell until the next time. Thank you. Peace and love. (coughs) (laughs) i <laughs>